are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am Dylan Lark at you, Bullet Tank on the Bird app. We are here with another episode of the College Loop Podcast. Me and Mr. Hirth Tartar. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Ready to talk some Auburn ball. Yep. And as y'all know, it has been a long time coming, but we are finally able to talk after an Auburn football win. And I'm just saying, I got a haircut on Friday. The high school team I was commentating for won. Auburn then won on Saturday, and then Carolina got their first game, uh, first dub of the season. So I'm getting a haircut every Friday. That's that is uh that is that is the official word. Uh, I'm not I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, we are here to talk about Auburn's upcoming game against Vanderbilt for a little bit. Way too early thoughts on that. But before we do that. Hugh Freeze did make some notes on his press conference from yesterday, talking about uh, reaction, reacting to what people were saying about the Mississippi State game, and then going into we talk about Vanderbilt. And Tar, I know you have the uh, transcript in front of you. Is there anything that really caught your eye? I mean, I think there's a handful of things. Let's let's start with the Thorn conversation uh, and the fact that we saw the best game and most impressive game, in my opinion, of Peyton Thorne's career um, to this point. Obviously, I was not able to join the live stream. I was taking one Abigail Lafamina back to the airport Sunday night, so my apologies for my absence. But I thought it was very, very interesting. Not interesting, but like encouraging if you're an Auburn fan. Uh, Freeze mentioning that Thorne was protected the best he's been in any game this season, which I think is objectively true. Um, and then mentioned that, you know, playing with tempo and taking shots downfield, which, you know, Hugh acclaims to be his what Thorne's most comfortable doing uh, helped a lot um, with the quarterback play and the receiver's confidence for that matter. And, and there was a lot of talk this post this game about how proud he was in this wide receivers. He said in his post post game uh, press conference immediately after the game on Saturday and then reiterated again today about the fact that, you know, this group still needs work. And but he's really, 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 really proud of how much they've really kind of finally been able to ream uh, what, what they've sown in terms of the work that they put in. And and I mean, collaboratively it was clearly Auburn's best offensive uh, I guess display in in performance against an SEC opponent and and really a P5 opponent to this point this year uh, and I thought it was you know fascinating obviously um, I'm, I'm gonna backtrack um for for a second I guess it's not backtrack this is absolutely what he, he was discussing in today's presser um I guess yesterday as the show's coming out the the controversy surrounding you know a lot of people I guess controversy is a wild word but like the discussion in narrative about play calling in the second half and not being aggressive and and not, you know, really taking shots down the field. And he pointed out that Auburn was backed up in its own territory a lot on, on, on the second half from the second of, of, of the game. And that had a lot to do with the fact that Mississippi state was plugging holes in the run game and obvious run situations. Uh, you didn't want to take shots in, in down the field that could result in turnovers and momentum swings. And, and, you know, I get that. I know a lot of people, myself included, did kind of ask what in the Gus Malzahn's going on in the second half of this ball game. <laughs> And there was certainly, in my opinion, an, an, an element of play not to lose, which I'm never really a huge proponent of. But it worked out on Saturday. And, and you were able to kind of just not make mistakes and not put your quarterback in a position to make mistakes, which I I, I mean, you can say what you want about only getting good 30 good minutes of Peyton Thorne. You did not put him in a position to make mistakes in the second half. And, and at that point, when you're playing an opponent like Mississippi State and what we're going to talk about against Vanderbilt like coming down the stretch this week, when you're playing an opponent like that, when you're up and you're in control, and Auburn was firmly in control of this ball game, pretty much from the jump. Let's just call a spade a spade here. You do it. it I, I'm okay with this in terms of 
let's not make silly mistakes to let them not win the ball game, but us lose the ball game. And, 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 and that's really what it comes down to. Do you, when you're playing a team like that and you're firing on all cylinders, like Auburn was in the first half, you don't let them come back and win that ball game. You lose that ball game in that situation. And, and so I was fine with that, Dylan. And really, really, I, I was. I didn't have a ton of, ton of, ton of beef there. Um, prayers to, not prayers, excuse me, but praises to, um, to Connor Lou. Um, Q mentioned that, um, in, in, in his conference today, either today or yesterday. I'm sorry. They're all kind of blurring together. I kind of read one, listened to the other, and they're all kind of one, the same, one, same headspace. Um, a lot, a lot of good things, a lot of good things that, that Auburn can build on. And, and he also mentioned, and we'll talk a minute about the, the Vanderbilt matchup, but about his, you know, not overlooking an opponent, which is so, so important. It's got to be the theme of the week, but Ultimately, and, and Hugh said it himself that they're not the Mississippi State was not perfect, but they were solid. And I think that's you know obviously there's a little coach speak element there because you never want to talk down on a guy like Zach Arnett. I'll do it all day long. I don't think he's suitable to be a head coach. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I thought Auburn did a great job, and I thought Hugh Freeze did a great job, kind of backing himself up and, and doubling down on, on on things that that you know he's kind of been preaching. And uh, I know that a lot of Auburn fans wanted more, and you want to see a boat race in the second half. I get it. You want to see an offensive clinic. And in the first half, Auburn put one on. There were moments during the game. I'm, I'm sorry, Dylan, I'm going a little long because I wasn't here for Sunday night. I'm giving your vocal cords a rest. You're, you're fine. Um, there were some moments in, in the second half of, the, of Saturday's game where I, like lots of other Auburn fans, was deja vuing a little bit. Uh, it's the last time Mississippi State came came to Jordan-Hare Stadium. But there was a different aura and in, in, in a different – Different response, not not just not from the fans because a lot of fans are still unhappy because God knows why. I don't know. Be happy about the fact that Auburn won a game for the first time since September, but at the same time, it didn't feel like Auburn was losing control of the ball game. Uh, and and there were some situations where you're like I really don't want them to score a touchdown here, and you're looking, you're like you're still up fourteen, right? Like I I get it. You don't want them to build momentum. I understand all this of those factors, but ultimately, to back up what Hugh Freeze said, you know, it, it is make sure that we protect this lead. There, are, there does come a point in, in a situation like that where you're like, we have been so mistake-heavy this year. We're so you know thin on bodies. How do we make sure we don't get banged up? How do we put ourselves in the, in the best position to you know chew the shit out of the clock? And, and Auburn did a good job of that. And not leave them with a ton of time to climb back in this thing and let our defense keep doing what our defense does. I don't really don't have a ton of problems with that. And I thought him doubling down on, on Monday was, was fine. I, I, that, that might be a hot take with a lot of people. Um, I thought that was fine. And then... Still, I'm going to go on one more tangent, and then I'm going to let you open up here to the presser. I do want to talk a little bit about the quarterback situation, like in terms of the quarterback management. Um, Hugh Freeze praising Peyton Thorne was great in terms of like instilling confidence in your quarterback. I do think that a lot of Auburn fans need to give Hugh Freeze some credit. Um, not because I'm sitting here truthing for Peyton Thorne, not because I'm saying, oh, well, Robbie would have done better, whatever narrative you want to push. I don't care. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, what, I, what I do want to say is Auburn played one quarterback the entire game. One quarterback the entire game. And and that is all Auburn. Uh, a lot of Auburn fans have been begging for is letting someone get in the rhythm. Tell you what, when Peyton Thorne got in the rhythm, Peyton Thorne looked like a good football player on Saturday. He, he truthfully looked like a good football player. And if that's what you can get when you let the guy get into a rhythm, uh, Dylan, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hurt any Robbie Ashford truthers feelings, but let it happen. Let let the the best form of, of an athlete that can help you win the best or the, help you the, win the most Take over, take over, if, if that's what you believe as a head coach. And he kind of doubled down and had his own back, had his quarterback's back, and there were some Robbie Ashford packages. This is what this should have looked like from the jump. And I was okay with this, guys. I really was. Um, if, if this is signs of things to come with Peyton Thorne, I'm not overreacting and assuming that it is, but if this is signs of things to come when you do give him 
the keys to the kingdom and say, this is yours, then you're, you're, you're in great shape coming down the stretch. That's my immediate takeaway. I had a handful of things I wanted to touch base on there, Dylan. Sorry, my bad. I mean, Tar, you're going to hurt my feelings. Because in case you don't remember, whenever we did the two players need to step up, I said literally any quarterback who plays. My and, I graphic, said, I said, and I said Hugh Freeze. Just yeah, and, and Dirk Hunter, who definitely stepped up big time in that game. I asked for a legacy game, and I received. And I mean, if you look at the graphic, outside of the typos I made on the other two posts, mine, mine literally had Ro- Pe- Ro- Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford, and Holden Gurner. Like, I don't care who's starting. I just need someone to step up in that room. And I got that from Peyton Thorne. I got exactly what I've been wanting to say from Peyton Thorne. My issue with it is the same as any I would have if Robbie Ashford came in and played the same way. Can we see it down the stretch like we saw against Mississippi State? Sure. And and you need to see it against every team for 60 minutes. And 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 I get that, you know, the whole 30-minute argument. I, I've heard that a lot. And that's okay. Um, like I said, I, I understand the what and the gut gut smells on. I, I get it. I did say that out loud. Yeah. And I mean, but, we did only have one drive in the third quarter and then we got backed up. But yeah, that, and, and, to that, I see both sides because I think you sure, can also throw sure, the ball. I, absolutely. Aggressive. 100%. 100%. Um, but – to your credit, you got one quarterback all game. And and that's that's what Auburn fans have been begging for. And it's almost like, Dylan, we were right. about Not about Peyton Thorne, not about Robbie Ashford, not about a specific person, but about let someone play football. Just let them play football. Let one guy in. And and, and, and let them continue to play football. Let them get themselves out of, out of mistakes. I thought Peyton Thorne played more free than he has all year um, in terms of not reckless and abandoned, but like he played with the most poise that we've seen. In any game, including the non-cons, all year, in terms of this is it. I'm playing a big, big boy opponent. This the keys are mine. I know that you know there is a leash, but I'm going to play my game of football. And he played this game of football against that Mississippi State defense, which, if you look coming down the stretch, should should encourage you. Oh, for sure. As, as even even like what I, what Free said in, in, uh, in the Monday presser, we saw the most balanced performance from this Auburn team I mean you had some chunk plays given up by the defense that's going to happen at times especially whenever Mississippi State just chewed the crap out of the clock in the third and fourth quarter that's going to happen but you saw you saw a defensive performance that was very very well done by by Ron Roberts and then you saw a very well executed offense by Hugh Freeze and I will say based on the press conferences it does sound like Hugh Freeze made a lot of the executive oh he was calling plays he definitely he was, was calling the plays the entire game. At least that's what I'm I'm not going to confirm or deny it, but it's definitely what it sounded like. It, my, I'll tell you, my wholehearted belief with no background traction, and I'm not saying this, you know, y'all don't go running around spreading rumors that I have insider knowledge because I don't. But my opinion is Hugh Freeze was calling the majority of the plays, especially big big situation plays. Um, <laughs> something else I thought that, that Hugh mentioned that was pretty interesting and, and applicable certainly to, to Auburn's victory over Mississippi State is, quote, I absolutely want to play with tempo, but can you always know? Uh, but when we have the opportunities to, we should be ready to, and that's where we've gotten away from. Spot on, Hugh. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, I, I I know people are really under a microscope, have him under a microscope in press conferences. I'm going to be the one to say he did well today. I understand that he rebutted against friend of the program, Jake, uh, Jacob Goins. Goins, <laughs> you, you, you caught a stray there, man. You asked a good question. You asked a good question, and they got defensive. It happens. But I digress. Holy shit, the tempo's here. Like, it, it, and it's amazing when when you install the brand of offense that this head coach has been known for his offensive mind, wanted to install. Granted, we're not seeing all the RPOs that you want to see. Whatever, you can get nitpicky. But when you install, like, an up-tempo 
element, a significant element, not just a here and there, oh, we've got a little bit of momentum, let's capitalize now, a consistent commitment to going up-tempo when when the opportunity presents itself, good things happen when that's your identity and that's how you build the team. Props, I mean, let's, I'm just going to give, just say, props to Hugh Freeze for that. I mean, I, I thought that that served tremendously to Auburn's benefit. Sometimes you get stuffed on an up-tempo, whatever. But if that's your brand and that's how your guys practice and you're able to execute that on the field and you're actually able to implement that, hell yes, let's do it. My favorite stat from this game, too, is the fact that Auburn or, and Peyton Thorne were able to pass the ball to 11 different receivers which is something that we have just been waiting. And I, of course, some of those were the running backs. Jeremiah Cobb got sure. that, the last touchdown of the game. DeMar what a Austin random touchdown, by the way. When I saw that was Cobb in the backfield and then he wound up catching, I was like, that is, I looked at, at, at Billy sitting next to me and said, dude, that is the most random, did not have that on my bingo card moment. Like, Well, like, we don't usually, we've not seen, I don't think we've seen Cobb in the same backfield as Thorne all season because Cobb is, the pa- well, is with the package of Robbie. Well, when your offensive staff tells your head coach, we all agree we're going one quarterback this week. This is what happens. And like, I can't it, wait to the end of the season to where we get to grade all like the newcomers uh, as yeah. a whole. Because I mean, you got K and Lee, uh, Connor Lou, Jeremiah Cobb, just Keldrick Fox, Keldrick Fox. four instant impact freshmen. As soon as they're able to get in, and of course, some they're going to have their times where they look like true freshmen. But yeah, I happens. think for the most part, we've seen we've seen Hugh Freeze just turn in like. True freshman into just oh, solid. Got these guys solid, two more years. Very solid <laughs> for given their experience. Very solid. Exactly. Uh, and and you know playing above expectations in some certain circumstances. Look at Keldrick Falk. Look at Jeremiah Cobb. Um, and Kindly's dog. But like that's you need here or there. Um, also shout out my boy Nehemiah. He had a great game. Uh, he, he had it. He had yeah. a good game. Um, just throwing that one out there. Shout out uh, to James. Hopefully he has another year of eligibility left in him. Right. He might right. need it. Um, also good to hear uh, that Marcus Harris and his Avion Miller both should be good to go against yes. um, uh, Vanderbilt. So that was really, really positive. Um, other than that, I mean, I, that was kind of my takeaways from from his his, his press conference today. I, I I know that it's not like a win or lose, but like you can lose those. Um, and I, I thought you did well this week. It's easier to do it after a win. It's a hell of a lot easier for us to talk about it after a win. Um, I think that a lot of people kind of get that thought we got our feelings hurt when Robbie Ashford wasn't the one balling out on Saturday. Um, this is all I'm going to say about that. Um, one, I want whoever's going to be able to help Auburn win the most to play quarterback. And two, coming at us for our takes, bro. Um, my family's good. My beautiful girlfriend and the love of my life is good. I got food on the table. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> I will say you can ask my girlfriend uh, how I was reacting about Peyton Thorne playing well, and it was a lot of okay, Peyton. Yeah, okay. Can can we talk about like Peyton Thorne is visibly improved? I guess oh, maybe, maybe, he, maybe. he is. This is the most confident I've seen him play. Hey, granted, all one year. Game. Granted, one game. Grant, yeah, granted. But for me specifically, decision making on when to pull the ball down and run. I mean, I think the decision-making is significantly better. He's not trying to make things happen downfield as much as he's like, okay, I can take off for eight, nine, ten yards. I can. I don't have to try to do every play like I did against, you know, call to Sanford, right, whatever. But I I can. And I have the liberty to do that. And then we can get right back up, line up, change play, kill, right? No problem. I was impressed. I, I He looked like a field general. Like, he looked like he was running an offense, which, which is exactly what he needs to do. Exactly. 
That's that's such such a big time win, and that I think that's going to transition nicely. Um, I'm good to roll over to grades if you are, Dylan. Um, yeah, sorry, ready, I to, ready to stop talking about Mississippi State and get on to the next opponent. But sorry, guys. Grade. For those of you guys who are listening on Sunday, I'm sorry. I I needed to get that out and, and <laughs> in a celebratory way, guys. Let's let's all be happy. All right, everyone, put some smiley faces in the comments because Auburn won a football game, and the the outlook right now should be way more positive than it was last week. Unlike the rest of the season, again, I in my opinion. So we'll go there. I mean, I believe Auburn's what favored in their next in, the, in these next three games. No, three Ar- Arkansas's favored. Never mind. Two of the next four. Yeah, which I, we, I think the Arkansas game is very winnable. If you just play the numbers, then you go to a bowl game. Didn't go to one last year. Also, Hugh <laughs> Freeze five and two in bowl games. Who knows? Who knows? Come on, man. And with that, let's move on from from the last bulldog on the schedule. Uh, granted, we don't know who we're going to play in the bowl game yet. I don't. I don't think there's any other bulldog mascots out there in the world that I can think of. D like D one FBS. No oh, I want to play. <laughs> Do not give us another like champ like conference championship winning G five right. team again, please. Uh, but Tar, you want to kick it off first with the grades? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll go um, offense. I'm a good professor. I've, I think I'd have a 5.0 on, on, on freight, freight rate, my professor, maybe a 4.9. I don't know. I'll ruffle some feathers. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go A minus, um, which is high. I know. Um, but I'm going to take into consideration improvement and, and identity. Holy shit, it looked like this team had an identity. Um, so that's, that's, I'm going to go A minus. Um, defense. Still going to go an A. I mean, you still got to get a little more help from your offense in terms of keeping those points off the board because you do need to kind of, you know, keep play keep away. Um, and then overall, um, Dylan, you, you got you picked up an SEC win. You looked like you had an identity. Your defense is playing good football. Outlook's good. I'm going A. A minus, I think. I think A minus because wish list is still there. But yeah. I, I like I like A minus. Uh, I'm probably a little bit more of a, a stricter grader than you are. Well, you're the teacher here, so. Yeah, I am the teacher here. Uh, but I'm not that far off from you. Uh, offense, I got a B plus. Uh, okay. The, the, the second half is going to really kind of bring down the grades, kind of like whenever you're doing so, so well throughout the first part of, of the semester, and then the last part, you kind of like senior just gets to you. and it's Yeah, right. Give up in the last half, but it's, it's not their fault. Uh, yeah, B plus. Uh, offense in the first half looked really, really good. Uh, everything was going well. Second half came along, got kind of got slowed down, and yeah, one one drive in, that you got in the third quarter, and then you got backed up the rest of the way. But I'm still of the of the pretext that you can be, you can throw the ball without being aggressive and get yourself out of the situations. Sure. Uh, with and I don't want to say better play calling, but yeah, better play play calling uh, than just running the ball up the middle. Uh, defense also gonna give it a B plus. Uh, chunk plays in the second half. Uh, you won the game by 14, uh, but I definitely felt the game. Probably should have been won by a larger margin. Uh, chunk plays given up in the second half. Mississippi uh, State just kind of tearing down the defense, but huge plays in the second in the second half to kind of stop them from scoring and getting a moment momentum. So I guess I'm a B plus for for me. And overall, it's gonna be just an overall B plus. Uh, so, so solid grades. Uh, I think it's my highest overall grade I've given since Sanford. I've never given a grade for anything this high. Ever? Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I guess I'm, maybe I'm feeling nice, or maybe I'm just. On the side of like you know, it's 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 up. I I really truly believe that the that the perspective on the remainder of this football season is up. And, up. 
Um, and and I think that a lot of Auburn fans, if you don't, if you're not in that camp yet, you you either should be now or will be after this weekend. Um, because we're about to talk here about our way too early thoughts on Vanderbilt and and how I think Auburn stacks up quite nicely. But before we do so, I'm gonna remind everybody, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the College Loop channel on YouTube. Make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, smiley face, whatever it is on whatever streaming platform makes you happy that you listen to the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you drop your comments. You can go ahead and start dropping those Auburn Vanderbilt score predictions. Never too early. No problem. We can go with remember if you are the closest to the score. Do we have the closest to the score on? Yes, we do. I do have that up. Uh a closest guy was game day in the south at game day underscore south uh he got the closest one because he got it spot on 27 to 13 Auburn pretty wins. damn impressive i dude i thought so long it was gonna be me i was like sitting there waiting i was like it's gonna be me i, I get to shout myself out on the show congratulations I, for game day of the south dude that's that's hardcore exactly uh that, that, would you like to be my bookie this week <laughs> like, that, that field goal that uh, the extra field goal they got really took it from me because i put 27 to 10 yes uh, so dylan brought up Brought up this great point, and congratulations to Game Day South um, for the exact score prediction. We'll throw up your score predictions on the show, so make sure you go ahead and drop those now. Give us your thoughts on the quarterbacks and in terms of how pleased you were with uh, Peyton Thorne and sticking to one quarterback throughout the game was this nice, refreshing. And uh, you know, we're ready to hear about you guys. Um, get give us your grades and how you how you're feeling about the rest of the season. Is Auburn going to win game number twelve? How, how how do you feel right now? I'll ask you. That's going to be my question for the comments. Does Auburn win game number twelve? Um, and I, I, I like, I'd like to hear y'all's thoughts right now. Or does um, Auburn get 12 wins this season? If we're extending the season, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, uh, any whom. And also before we get into our way too early thoughts about Vanderbilt, if you've not already picked up your very own field loop and t-shirt, shout out John Conley, by the way, his delivered today. Really, really excited for Mr. Conley to have a college loop or poor podcast network. James Barnett is on the, is on the way. James is on the way. That's right. Thank you guys for bearing with the shipping. I know that the. The whole shipping situation is never fun for literally anything, so we appreciate you guys for that. But make sure you purchase your very own College Loop War Report Podcast Network. Easy for me to say. Co-branded t-shirt comes in five different colorways. Most comfortable shirt you have our own. Go to www.thewarreport.com. Pick up your very own. If you don't feel like typing in the search bar, neither do we. We put it in the description for all of our shows. And you can pick up your very own. 10 out of 10 Auburn fans recommend the College Loop War Report co-branded feeling loopy t-shirt. Once you get your shirt, make sure you use hashtag feeling loopy when you post that selfie of yourself, your dog, your best friend, um, it's not Halloween anymore. I guess it's Halloween today. So it's used a skeleton. Um, I don't know if you're into like oh, like a turkey for Thanksgiving. If you got a turkey you put in your front yard. Uh, if you're one of those people that decorates for Christmas, put it on your Christmas tree. Put it on your Christmas or, list. Or use it as like a baking sheet. Yeah. It's multi-purpose. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, put it use on your it Christmas for gift list. wrap. Yeah, yeah. It's, al- it's almost the holiday season. So Gift wrap your Feeling Loopy shirt with your own other there, Feeling Loopy shirt. There's absolutely not a sale for Black Friday, but pick one up on Black Friday. Um, if you, if you feel so, so, so inclined to, to get one for, for those <laughs> Auburn fans in your life. All right. Way too early thoughts for Auburn at Vanderbilt, two thirty central time kickoff this Saturday, correct? Uh, yeah, three, I think it's three. Is it three on the nose? I believe it is three. Okay. I got back to back 3 PM kicks, but not cool. to spoil the <laughs> cool. So three, yeah, uh, that's well, okay. Uh, 3 p.m. kick at Vanderbilt in Nashville. Know a lot, a lot of Auburn fans that are going to be there. If you're going to be there, come say hey. I will be around. Daniel Locke will be around. So make sure you guys come swing by and say hey. To tickets us. quick because there's only 28,000 spots. <laughs> yeah, um, those tickets were just not not cheap at all. Like they were really expensive for no reason. And I was like, I'm paying this for Vanderbilt football. But anyways, I digress. Let's talk about why I would be offended that I'm paying that for Vanderbilt football, uh, and <laughs> and why I think and you, I, I assume Dylan that you you think that the this matchup plays favor to Auburn heavily. One Auburn yes. home game, in my opinion, I think it's just an Auburn road home game. 
as pretty much any major team that plays Vanderbilt is. It's an excuse for everyone to go to Nashville. I'm going to break down some numbers. Wait, do you want to pull numbers? Do you already have numbers in front of you? Uh, I have the Vandy stats, yes. Okay, I'll let you go and break down numbers because I've got them in front of me too, but I know you're the number guy, so I'll let you break down where Vanderbilt stands in terms of how Auburn can really, really exploit this Vanderbilt defense and hold that offense to minimal. Yeah, so Vanderbilt currently is at 2-7 and seven, uh, as a record, 0-5 in the SEC. They've played some close ones, uh, but not a lot. Uh, the, I mean, the ones you're going to think about the most, the 17-point loss to Georgia, but last week lost 33-7 to Ole Miss. Also have a 38-14 loss to Florida. Also have a 38-21 loss to Missouri. And some losses to Wake Forest, UNLV, and a close win over Hawaii. This team is very much not a good team. But Vanderbilt always finds a way under Clark Lee to be a little scrappy. Don't know if AJ Swan is going to be healthy enough to play. So they're going to be working with their, I think. Still listed as day-to-day. Yeah. So kind of going to go off with Ken Seals as a starter for right now. Uh, veteran guy. He started there his freshman year, but he kind of just stays as a backup behind AJ Swan. AJ Swan, just an awesome, awesome quarterback who just does not get the love that he deserves just because he plays at Vanderbilt. Uh, kind of a balanced rushing attack. They have two guys who have like 66, 65 carries and around the same. Uh, this is a team that's going to try to burn clock and try to make you play their brand of football. Also going to be looking out for Will Shepard and Jada McGowan. If you don't know who Will Shepard is, he is probably one of the best wide receivers in the SEC, but he plays on Vanderbilt, so he doesn't get any love. Kind of like Jordan Matthews a few years back. Everyone forgets about Jordan Matthews on Vanderbilt. And Jade McGowan. Holy Jaden McGowan. If you've not watched Jaden McGowan play, you have you are missing out. This dude is a playmaker. He is fast as – he might be the fastest guy in the SEC. And I am not sugarcoating that. He might be the fastest guy in the SEC. Uh, Auburn, I think ta- talent-wise, it's all in their favor. Uh, don't really know if the quarter – I saw someone like wager that the quarterbacks kind of favor Vanderbilt. I don't think that's true. I think it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, if HH1 plays, toss-up. If Ken Seals plays, I'm going to give it a thorn if he can, going off the pretext that he could continue this play throughout the, uh, at least this week. But, I mean, overall, it's it does favor Auburn. Uh, Auburn is favored. I think they're a 12 and a half point favorite. Uh, but overall. First time Auburn's been a double digit favorite in an SEC game since 2020. Against who? I think Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we won that game, 2020. Last game of Gus Malzahn. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, Auburn Auburn is very much favored in this game for good reason. This Vanderbilt team is scrappy, but I don't think they're scrappy enough to, to win games like they were last year. Well, I'm glad to let you go first here, Dylan, because actually the numbers we were pulling really don't matter um, because they are not the same at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted to point out a couple other things. Just looking on average for, for Vanderbilt, as a team, if you look at their play style, this really, really, really tailors to uh, serve toward Auburn's defense. Uh, a- averaging four, uh, two, 242.9 yards a game through the air, just 92.8 on the ground, 19 passing touchdowns, just to nine t- rushing touchdowns. That plays benefit, I think, in- entirely to the Auburn defense. Not that they've not been surprising in all aspects, truth to be told, but certainly strength still in that secondary and not, not going to knock on the outstanding work and, and that, that Auburn uh, second level of their defense. When you look on the other side, in terms of what they give up, this is where it gets interesting. 174.4, so call it 174, rushing yards a game to opponents. Obviously, Taylor's nicely to Auburn. 
But it's they're also averaging 262.3, call it 262 a game through the air to opponents, which is interesting. I say that. And Dylan, are you muted for a reason? I was coughing. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to do some other research and typing on your typing type. Anyway, <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting because this is another opportunity for Peyton Thorne to really get his feet underneath him in terms of continuing to establish that identity and continuing to go up tempo and also mixing in the run effectively. This Vanderbilt defense is just not good. It's it's just, it's not. They're getting outscored by opponents. I quite literally cannot do that math in my head. A lot to not a lot. I think it's uh, that that math translates to like thirty three touchdowns to. 28 touchdowns, but they're getting outscored by a zillion. Like, and just and that's just on offense. Like, let's not forget that they're turning the ball over and allowing defensive touchdowns. I can do that research for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, multiple, like on multiple occasions throughout the year. Um, I did the math, by the way, Dylan. I, I can do quick adding like that. But to that point, this is a great opportunity for Hugh and company and, and Thorn and company, rather, to really get their feet underneath them uh, and, and continue to establish that identity that they established against Mississippi State. Four quarters of it would be nice if you can get up big in the in the first half and and keep Vanderbilt at bay. I think you're in great shape. Right? I think Auburn wins this game comfortably in the first place. I do think they cover, and we'll talk about that later in the week when we have Vander, the Vandy Hustler sports editor on the show for our pregame show on Friday evening, which we'll talk about after the show, by the way, Dylan. We need to chat about that, but need, that's neither here nor there. Also an opportunity for this Auburn defense to just do what they do and stay healthy. Um, don't you know, have stupid injuries, but I think that this tailors so nicely, Dylan, and, and, and it rolls really nicely off that Mississippi State win. This is, I'm not going to say a time to get complacent, not a time to overlook a, a, an opponent, but this is a really strong opportunity to begin the, you know, that final stretch, even though I really consider Mississippi State the beginning of that final stretch of the of the regular season that could really put Auburn in an interesting situation come game 12, like I mentioned earlier today. So, Let's let's keep it moving, Dylan. Uh, I know that you're about to pull some numbers for me. He's got his fingers pulled up, so I'm going to try to riff for just a second here, folks. While Dylan pulls these numbers, make sure to give us your thoughts. Give us your pictures for Auburn Bandy. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Dylan appears ready. All right. Uh, based on scoring defense, scoring offense, Vanderbilt is losing games by an average of 34 to 25. Oh, that's nice. Granted, that is like using them when they played – UNLV and Wake Forest and right. and Hawaii. So, yeah, I mean, but still, that's like a nine point difference. So. Still, still a trap game by all definitions. Um, Auburn's got a handful of trap games coming down the stretch, um, and and that's something you got to be weary of. Yeah, also, Alabama is a trap game. That's right. That's right. A ton of opportunities, and, and it really continues here. It started with Mississippi State. It continues here. Get hot. Give gives Auburn fans a reason to to get excited, and we'll talk about that coming down the stretch of this week. Um, about what we think um, that could that could correlate to, but I'll go ahead and spoil for you guys a little bit. I am extremely high on the remainder of this season. Yeah, maybe well, you said some things to me that I think maybe you're might be might be taking a little. I think Auburn oh. wins. I'll go ahead and say it right now. I think Auburn wins eight games this year. I don't know where the eighth win comes from. I don't know where. I I, right. I don't know. I don't know if that's game twelve. I don't know if that's game thirteen. I do. I do. Right, I, hear I, me out. I don't know. <clears throat> we don't need to talk about your actual crack smoking lo- uh, logic, but uh, I, I do. There's think- a chance Auburn goes to the SEC championship. <laughs> this, yeah, there, it, there's also a chance that I could wake up tomorrow and hit the lottery. Um, so 
anyways, mathematically, I'd have to be interested to see how much more unlikely I am to win the lottery than Auburn to win the SEC West, just out of 50-50 game probabilities and, and then and in factor in FPI and all that other stuff. Your anyways, math is way easier to figure out than the, what my <laughs> – situation looks like yeah, yeah and i think the numbers would be so similar yeah, probably <laughs> that you need you need lsu to beat alabama then you need alabama just to lose out then you need lsu to lose out after that then you need Ole Miss to lose out and then you need auburn to win out then you need i think dear lord also there's also the world where auburn could play missouri in the sc championship and them also would have to lose out and then we need to lose out too that's right <laughs> Which, Which is sucks because they play LSU. So it's mathematically impossible. All right, so ties. <laughs> ties come back. But hear me out. Missouri has a chance to go to the SC Championship, but we'll get to that. Their path is clear as day, but yes. Um, that's neither here nor there. Let's keep it rolling and Dylan talk about a couple of pickups for uh, – or excuse me, a couple of recognitions um, for Auburn football this week. Yes, of course. Auburn had two SEC players of the week – on a position group that we were not expecting to see at all. Gunnar Britton won co-offensive player of the week. And, of course, Connor Liu won himself a nice little freshman of the week award. Connor Liu had himself a really great game overall. Uh, only real downside to his game was on that last drive of the game where the ball came off of his butt and it was a fumbled snap. Uh, but other than that, uh, overall, it's a great overall game from this offensive line well deserved uh we've been waiting for this offensive line to play as well as they did against mississippi state and it showed not a single sack given up uh the other side of the line not a single sack at all but the bigger highlight is the fact that this offensive line did not give a single sack and that's due to gunner britain and connor lou absolutely housing mississippi state lineman yeah you know that you covered it so <laughs> And then Auburn and Arky, you spoiled this one earlier, Dylan. They're going to kick it four. Or three, three. four. The people in the Lord's time zone, the central time I, zone. I agree so wholeheartedly. <laughs> central time zone is so much better. I'm sorry, guys. I get mixed up because I live in the Eastern. Um, but central, random tangent. My hot take of the week. Put this in the quote graphic column when you're listening. <laughs> central time zone is infinitely better and more superior to every <laughs> other time zone on planet Earth. <laughs> I was talking to one, one of Lauren's friends talk, said the mountain. The mountain time zone is better than central. Yeah, that's really cool for them. <laughs> I will say, we dozens did, I, of people that live in mountain time. There's there's an opinion of rant that I almost put in the show, but I know you probably don't want to do it for time's sake. But uh, it was more about the uh, students leaving at halftime. Yeah, um, I I think we'll just be positive today. Let's just be positive. Yeah, because just, that one that one was a little disappointing. Well, Tara, I got a very very awesome positive uh, note to positive. tell you. Huh? Huge positive. Huge positive. Auburn no longer has two national championships. They also oh. don't have three national championships. They also don't have four national championships. Auburn now has five national championships that we have claimed behind the scenes. We have the 1913, which I am of the pretext of pre-World War II. I don't really care for it. Uh, and I'll stay true to that, but it's five. Uh, they also have the 1957, which, of course, is the one that we already have posted up everywhere. 83, so Bo Jackson now has an national championship under his resume. 1993, the one that we had to, we didn't get to play in regardless because of some NCAA violations, but they gave it to us anyways. And of course, 2010, the Cam Newton year. Uh, and in case you're not keeping count, that is five. Technically, Auburn, there's a sixth one Auburn could claim. <clears throat> 04, so Cohen, get on that. Uh, give us six. 
But with Auburn having five natties, Tori, you know what that means? What? <clears throat> that means Auburn has more national championships than Georgia, Georgia Tech, LSU, Texas, Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Penn State. A coagulation of teams that we just, me and you, can just collectively do not like. Lovely. I'm so, so glad to hear that. Hang the banners. Put them up everywhere. We have five natties. Hang the banners for the natties and hang the banners for the Auburn basketball victory over Furman in their top secret exhibition. We're talking Auburn basketball right here on the College Loop. I'm switching over and switching gears because Janai Broom and Denver Jones had themselves a day. Allegedly, allegedly, we don't know. We don't know this. All right. Let's, oh, we let's have, top to secret. have some tweets. It's top secret. It's top secret. And Denver Jones and Janai Broom went for 18 apiece. And Auburn whooped up on Furman, who might I remind you, upset Virginia in this past year's NCAA tournament and is projected to win SOCON this year. Not a powder puff game like by any stretch of the imagination. This would be like a Q2 win in an end regular season. This would be this would be a quad two win. Um, that's awesome. That is fantastic news. Also, most importantly, Bruce Pearl said that he was very, very one encouraged by the, the team collaborative effort and really having a, a team focus and, and share the ball. Um, and kind of all having good chemistry, which was pretty much like the gist of his statement. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And he was happy with the win. So if BP is happy about it, I'm happy about it. And I, think only, I think the only like corrective thing he wanted to make about this uh, game was that he wants to find like a true like third threat as a, a point guard behind uh, Aiden and Trey Donaldson, uh, which I'd, I don't know who he would have to do that on this roster right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not entirely – sure how that would shake out um because yeah who's after denver at the two uh, that 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 would be katie johnson yes so you don't really have a leor berman the berman at the one yeah known ball handler leor berman <laughs> but yes uh auburn season does start uh Technically, well, on the ninth, I believe, is the first game of the like official game of the season, right? Yes, uh, 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 November 9th, Auburn will take on um, Baylor. Baylor on a neutral site in North Dakota, <laughs> because of course. Um, also, player to watch this year. I'm high on Simo. I'm high on Chris Moore. I'm very high on uh, this whole team. <laughs> I'm high on this whole team as well, but I'm very interested to see uh, where Chris Moore fits in. If we're going to see Simo and, and Tar, uh, I gotta be honest, man. Tomorrow, my heart's going to be torn. I got, I got the, the the exhibition game between the team that I got my bachelor's from, the team I'm getting my master's from. I know, I know. I don't know who I'm going to be rooting for. It's going to be the Auburn oh. Tigers, but <laughs> it's going to hurt to watch AUM get absolutely obliterated. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get destroyed. <laughs> but we can actually talk about this game because that's those stats can be open to the public. Possibly, those sets will absolutely be open to the public. It won't be broadcast. I wish they were though, because now like Tennessee and Michigan State played a preseason like scrimmage, and it was broadcast, and that was awesome. It was cool. Hey. Hey, they mic'd awesome. up the coaches and had interviews in the middle of the game. You also want to keep this even more positive. Alabama lost their scrimmage to Wake I know. Guys, I, I I love basketball. Guys, barn up. A UAT down. I could not imagine not being able to say that I won my scrimmage game. Uh, hang the banner. I told you. Hang the banner. Speaking of Auburn basketball, let's talk Auburn women's hoops for just a second here. They are actively, as we're recording. They uh, just won. 
just one over West Georgia. What was the final on that? Uh, 77-49. 77-49 over West Georgia. And we think maybe, possibly, we know the starting five for Auburn women's basketball. If you go based upon the scrimmage, which looks a lot like uh, Janaya Mingo-Young, Kayla Duhon, Sydney Shaw, honestly Scott Grayson, and Savannah Scott. So a mixture of returners and something I, uh, I, I'm i really, really interested in seeing here is the three-guard system. You've got, honestly, Scott Grayson, Sydney Shaw, and um, Caitlin Duhon all in there. Caitlin kind of playing a three. Uh, but interested to see that's a really good shooting team on a good night. And and, and usually the, those those three can can put together somewhere in, in the range of 15 made three-pointers. And let's not forget, Auburn, Coach Jay got, got girls who can rebound. Yeah, well, and, and that's that's why you you you've got Mingo Young, uh, and that's why you got Janaya um, and, and Savannah Scott and Savannah Scott. You've got you've got fours and fives, and truly established. This is your role. Like we have forwards, you have you have your fives. It's not like and to put it for those of you guys who don't watch Auburn women's basketball when you should, but to put it into kind of comparison, you don't have to ask anyone to kind of play that Janai Broom stretch four role. Um, you have that uh, an, uh, that assigned. Actually, we have a five. We have a couple of bigs that can play fives and can play stretch fours if need be. But you're stretching the other way, which is like nice, uh, a nice a nice perk to have. Very very high on that team. And be interested if that's the starting five going into game one. I am not upset, Dylan. I'm I, I think I, I'm pretty I feel pretty I pr- feel pretty confident. I feel good about that in terms of mixing in shooters and and, and being able to rebound. And honestly, Scott Grayson and Sydney Shaw are three level scores. So I mean, and I'm, their first game is. The day after Auburn men's basketball, so the tenth. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember exactly who they're who they're playing. They're playing. Oh my gosh! Hi, I have I have it in my notes. Where is it? I, I keep one. I know they played Georgia Tech this year, but I, I don't think it's Georgia Tech. Is Jacksonville State first? Yeah, I don't want to access, stupid. access to the internet is a crazy thing that we should definitely Colum- take uh, Columbus State really in the in their second exhibition that's free admission, and then oh, Jacksonville, J- Jacksonville State, State on the on the yep. sixth. There okay, I almost said Columbus State, but I did not think that that was going to be actually game one. I did th- I did think it was Jacksonville State. So they'll play Jacksonville State on Monday, um, November uh, November 6th. That'll be on SEC Network if you guys want to check that one out. Also, go to women's basketball. Just go watch yes. women's basketball. And here we go. Uh, Baylor's on November 7th. That's right. So, yeah, course correction there. Uh, live on the college <laughs> Yeah, literally. Literally. I mean, Auburn women's basketball has got a tough non-con slate too, so that's gonna be a lot to talk about. In, uh, they, in the they both do, but yeah, Auburn it's not maybe easy. not as hard as we thought it was because USC. <laughs> USC allegedly losing that their scrimmage. What the hell? That's wild. Anyways, uh, I love the allegedly. Forward. You could just say like, <laughs> yeah, they definitely anything. lost their scrimmage. <laughs> okay, Auburn soccer is moving on to the SEC tournament. Dylan, this is not a drill. This is something real that happened. Auburn defeated Tennessee two one in Pensacola on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. That game wound up getting delayed because LSU in Kentucky went to PKs after double overtime. Um, so that was long and took forever. Uh, but they're going to take on number ten Arkansas again, tenth rank Arkansas at five p.m. tonight as the show is coming out. Mind you, Auburn did take down Arkansas. Granted, it was on the plains. On Sunday, October 8th, 2-1, when Arkansas was then ranked 6, so it's Auburn's fault that they got knocked out of the rankings. I'm sure Karen Hoppe is not sorry, and she shouldn't be. So this team making a little bit more noise already in the tournament than we thought they might, considering they were a bubble team. Who knows? Maybe there's a little bit of Auburn magic there. Um, and obviously winning that game regulation against Tennessee keeps the bodies healthy. So that's that's kind of big. So uh, moving, moving forward, 
Auburn Volleyball did defeat Alabama um, three sets to one on Sunday morning. Sorry, I yep. can't remember. Yeah, I almost said Saturday morning, which is just not true. Um, that group is course corrected. And for those, this is just a fun little tidbit. Um, I'm just, I'm going to touch on volleyball here. Um, Alabama's winless in the SEC, guys. Just thought y'all would find that fun. I don't think that Auburn fans really care. I know I don't what sport it is when Alabama's winless and anything. It's pretty funny. Um, so Auburn's still very much in the mix for kind of a sleeper dark horse that, that could win, uh, not win, but compete for the SEC. Um, and certainly we'll make another NCAA appearance. This group had to go through a little rough patch, just like any team that plays a lot of games. Um, and they're so back. Brent Crouch and company is they're they're just they're so back. I need you to put the word out. They're back up. Everything's cool. Confirmed. Allegedly. Equest- equestrian just on a roll as well. Uh Auburn just doing everything in their in their power to try to get revenge on on the uh winless season that Auburn had in athletics last last year against Alabama starting off on a on a high note with volleyball and and did soccer beat Alabama or am I blanking on that I don't think they did soccer lost Alabama one two there you go and then Auburn equestrian uh beat South Carolina on the 27th as well needed added that in there uh all around Auburn athletics good weekend for Auburn great really weekend, weekend for, Auburn. for Auburn athletics so looking to de- duplicate that again this week. We'll tell you guys where to be, as, as we always do on our post uh, pregame show, rather. Excuse me. We'll tell you guys where to hang out this weekend in Auburn. If you're around town or if you're traveling to Vanderbilt, we really can't help you anything other than a football game. But we can, we can tell you where else to be on the planes. We'll talk about that later in the week. Until then, make sure you guys like, subscribe, ring the bell right here on the College Loop. We certainly appreciate all your feedback. We appreciate all of your hot takes. We'd like to feature them. We'd like to discuss them. And I promise if you comment on it, we screenshot it. We talk about it in our group chat. So whether that's good, bad, or a bit different, I just want you to know that they are being discussed. And we do see them. We do read them. Um, and when you guys bring up good takes, we talk about them. We really do. And we, we try to implement those on the show here as well. So we appreciate you guys for continuing to make this an interactive culture and building this community that we could not do without you. If you want to pick up your very own college loop or a poor co-branded feeling loopy t-shirt, excuse me, I cannot speak on the ad reads today. It comes in five color ways. It is in our bio. Excuse me, it was in the description, but it's also in our bio on Instagram. I think it's on the link, right? It's on the link tree. They call me that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check, but I don't think I've done it. I think Colin put it on a link tree, but if he didn't, then whatever. We'll, we'll make it accessible. We'll, to you put, we'll put it on there. Accessible to you guys anyway. You guys want to purchase it? That's twenty five dollars on thewarreport.com. You don't have to go to the search bar. You can just type it in um, or click on the link from the description in any way that you're watching the show. Like, subscribe, five stars, smiley face, thumbs up for wherever you guys are listening to it. Thank you guys for continuing to do that and continuing to give us support. Follow us on, subscribe to us here on YouTube so we can get 700 and feed Colin again. I'm Hair Sitar, at by Hair Sitar on the Bird app. If you want to come hang out, share your hot takes with me. Um, just don't tell me what to do in my personal life and we'll be cool. I'll have no no beef with you and you won't get banned. Um, so other than that, <laughs> we're in good shape. I'm Matt by Hair Sitar on all social medias. Dylan, let's get out of here, my man. Of course, I'm Dolark at Evil Tank on Twitter slash X. Whatever you type in, it redirects. Nice little, nice little rhyme there. I I dabble in my free time. Uh, of course, you have it on Instagram as well at Dolark at D Y L A N L A R C K. And of course, you have us right here on the College Loop, where you should like, comment, subscribe, leave your thoughts in the quarterback situation, leave your go ahead and leave your predictions for the Vanderbilt game. I'll write them down and make sure we can keep a track of those so y'all can get your own shout outs throughout the season we'll also be doing this through basketball as well uh so probably probably have to do like weekly like just go make your picks for the week and <laughs> just get right. them in while you can 
Uh, and of course, uh, you have some, every other platform as well. Uh, Twitter slash X, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, the works. I did post on TikTok yesterday. I know it was it, hilarious. I reposted it, it today. It was, I, I really enjoyed making that. CapCut finally putting new stuff in there. I have a draft ready to go uh, today as this comes out. So I'm hoping to get more content out to y'all uh, just so we can build this college loot family and of course build the Warpour family as well. Go check them out as well. Warpour, Uptempo, Auburn Express. Drop in the comments what you think the Warpour agenda is. <laughs> Drop Funny. in the comments who has the best beard out of the Warpour podcast network. Tar got eliminated from the conversation. Don't ever but, don't ever angry shave. That's my tip of the day. <laughs> so I mean you got me, Ike, B Will, Dustin. I'll be back next week. I mean, like I I've think already got, Blake, I have stubble already and I shaved last night. Blake, <laughs> like Blake's got a beard going on. Yeah, Blake does have a beard going on a thing. He's got some stubble going on. He's, he's cleaned that up. And Blake. I believe Caesar's got a beard, so you got you got like six options to choose from. You know who to go with. I'll be it's back boy. next week, guys. Y'all can y'all it's can your boy the tank. You gotta pick your boy the tank. I'll have a beard again soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been eliminated from the, you, the next week. It won't be that question. But of course, with all of that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>